0: Hey, welcome to the Rusty George Leadership Podcast. We're so glad that you're checking this out. And if you're a first-time listener, I'd love for you to go on over to iTunes and subscribe so you get all this content brought to you uh, every month. And the way this kind of works is if you just go to the website and sign up, you're going to get a blog every week on Monday, but one of those Mondays, you're going to get a podcast. And it just so happens that right now we're going to do three podcasts in a row where I'm going to share with you podcasts and extended interviews with our three guests at our churches these three weeks so uh, in a couple weeks we have Christine Kane and next week we're gonna have Brian Welch from Corn. and what you're gonna hear today is a podcast that I recorded with Bob uh, right before he went out and spoke to our church on Thursday night and it was just such a fantastic experience because Uh, my youngest daughter Sydney was with me Bob was so kind and gracious to her we both kept trying to get her to add to the conversation she really just wanted to soak it all in and listen to Bob talk about just his life and what he's doing and of course justice mercy and humility so I I really hope you enjoy this hope you share this with somebody else and so uh, sit back and enjoy my conversation with Bob Goff sitting here with my friend Bob Goff and my Daughter, Sydney, who's going to chime in from time to time.
1: Come on, Sydney. We need to hear from you. (laughs) Let us hear. Like, we need women voices. You know, all the men uh, said we didn't even know Jesus, and all the women were there.
0: (laughs) That's right. I'm telling you. That's right.
1: Raise your voice, and don't
0: ask for permission for a guy to do it. So, shameless plug. Sydney, tell everybody the name of your cake business.
1: Yeah, get in here. Lean in. Okay, so it's called Marie Cakes. And we kind of just make uh, baked goods to sell on Instagram, pretty much. Yes, and, and say they're awesome. They are awesome. Come on, say yeah. it. They're awesome. Yeah, come on. You gotta believe in what you're saying the and best what you're plug doing. That's
0: what I can give. Is I'm a diabetic, but I still eat them. So. Oh, seriously? <laughs> like you would literally risk your life? Absolutely. To it's eat that good? It's yeah. insulin worthy. Dang! As how I cool is that? that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about uh, the topic of justice, mercy, and humility, which has really been a theme for your life. And when we read love does, and everybody always, I mean, we just see this overflowing of mercy and humility, but also justice. Explain to us a little bit of how you got so passionate about these three words, and have there been seasons where you've been more passionate about one than the other, and Uganda, and all those kinds of things? Yeah,
1: what a great question. I uh, uh, started, uh, college, thinking I was going to be a young life staff person. Okay. And then when I got to the end of college, I applied to say, "So can I go on staff?" And they said, "Well, you have to raise your support." And I raised it all, and I said, "Can I go on staff?" And they said, "No." <laughs> I figured they did think I'd be very good with people, and so I went to law school uh, because I just wanted to know something nobody else knew, and I I think that's probably the earliest hint of that justice cord in my life and just like everything in all of our lives, even yours, Sydney, you'll start seeing things start emerging. It's not just baking, it's the thing underlying the thing, that it's helping people that are in a need, and that you would know something that not everybody would know. So maybe even for your listeners you could say, what's this thing that's been rustling around in you? Well I got a law degree somehow passed the bar and then started practicing law. Uh, but it wasn't fulfilling because I felt like I was just moving money around between rich people, <laughs> and so I started uh, taking this uh, justice idea around the block and overseas and. All that we ended up uh, doing some work in a bunch of different countries and we would use the legal system in that country uh, to enforce the laws of that country you don't come bring my morality and my set of laws just to say these are your laws that you passed what if we go enforce them right um, and so Uganda was the first place where that uh, made sense and we just started doing they were in the middle of a civil war and we got to know the judges and That's it. It's just like getting to know one or two friends. I would say, like if you're listening, say what's this thing, whether it's justice or mercy or humility, say what's this thing that you're good at, Uh Uh, and find a good friend to do it. Mm -hmm. Philippians 220 says I've got nobody like Timothy. He's a guy that takes a sincere interest in people's welfare. I would say that's the root of justice. Just taking a sincere interest in
0: people's welfare. Right, Uh, your stories remind us uh just what a an unusual life you have lived and i would sense it's a lot of it's just you saying yes to a lot of opportunities i mean a lot of things come your way and you go "Well, let's give it a try
1: yeah yeah like a bad day isn't uh having one of my ideas not work that's just tuesday for me right. a bad day would wouldn't be trying um right. i literally just got back uh week and a half ago from Afghanistan, we've gotten 170 Afghan leaders together uh, in Kabul to just talk about what are their ambitions for their country? We've met with the people high up in government to say, what are you hoping for? The next time we're going back there, we're hoping to meet with Afghanistan's military. But don't wait for permission, and you don't have to go across the ocean. Go across the street. Find something that's going on in your community right now in the parking lot. Right. Find a fender bender. Make a fender bender, <laughs> whatever. Like, <laughs> just like get involved. Get some skin in the game. Right. Uh, and then just say, where do I start? Because that's a Zachariah 410. This, that the Lord delights
0: in watching the work begin. Oh wow! You know, okay. take the first step. So when people hear your story and read your books, they're gonna think, oh sure, he's an attorney. Sure, he writes letters to heads of state around the world and they invite him over for a slumber party. You know, all these crazy stories. Talk more about the justice, mercy, humility next door.
1: Yeah, bingo. That, uh, I don't think you'll find very much in Scripture about going across an ocean. Paul tried it a couple times and ended up in a shipwreck. <laughs> but uh, but uh, there's a ton in there where a lawyer like me tries to set up Jesus and he says, what's the big commandment? He yeah. said, love God with your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor. like right. guy right next door, the woman that's difficult, the in-law that you <laughs> you married into. Right. Whatever it is to like really make it work out there. Because if it isn't going to work, in your neighborhood ain't gonna work across an ocean it'll sound noble that you went far away but that's actually uh not in scripture doing it across the street is uh Right. right there in scripture and i agree that some of the stories make it sound like you know and then uh, the next thing that I was in this space shuttle and <laughs> I opened the doors and start. What if you talk about I was in my house and I opened my front door because right. everybody's got one of those. So keep it super practical. Right. So, and for all the things that might uh, be an interesting story across the street, talk about the things. Do the things that will only interest Jesus. It won't dazzle anybody else. You'll just get to heaven and talk about it. And even scripture talks about that. It talks to guys like me. It said, when you get a make a big deal of it on the corner, you don't get to talk to Jesus about it. You get your little golf clap, and then it's out. So I've got a real problem when I get to heaven. It's like, literally, I'll say, remember the time in Afghanistan? Like, I read the book. I'm like, did you remember the time of like, I heard the sermon? It'd be like, oh, tell me something you haven't told to anybody. Uh-huh. That's where it gets good. You want to do some justice? Go uh, say you're sorry to somebody who did something wrong. Like this whole idea. I've been studying the the uh, Second Corinthians. You know, this whole idea of you know love is love is love is. And the, the think about that thing. Like uh, it keeps no record of wrongs Mm. and sometimes we think about well okay that person ticked me off but I'm not going to try to remember it Uh, well obviously you do remember it because (laughs) it was right there in your frontal cortex Um, but I would say what if you could start by doing a little justice in your life and letting go of some of your past because that's what's getting in our way because we have a perception of ourselves that who would I to be to interject myself in that because I'm so screwed up Um, and that we uh, take ourselves out of a bunch of games that God wants us actually mm. to be participating in. So I would start with a little uh, uh, home maintenance yourself. Right. Get your your own act together before right. you start telling everybody else what to do.
0: Who's the hardest type of person for you to love?
1: Oh, sometimes people that are trying to help baby Jesus out. <laughs> Just, I'm like, they haven't read Revelations. He's out of the crib. So what they're trying to do is like kind of... Be up in everybody's grill about stuff. Yeah. And I look at Matthew 16. I'm a big scripture guy. I don't write books with Bible verses, but I'm like a Bible verse guy. Like yeah. Before I say it, before I write it, I want to make sure that thing squares with scripture. And that's not my idea. That's Paul, like not tickling people's ears. But there's some people that think they're Jesus's lawyer. Mm -hmm. And here's the problem, he doesn't need one and they're not good at it. (laughs) (laughs) So what I'm trying to do, that that is actually difficult for me and I find myself kind of biting my lips and I just assume that they're uh, trying to help out God, and that's great. uh, That's terrific. I just don't think my worldview, my reading of Scripture is that he doesn't need our help, that he wants our hearts and he wants humble hearts those are the ones that really light him up it isn't the right. he passed right by all the people that knew all the uh, scripture mm-hmm. uh, and were correcting everybody and mm-hmm. he went to a bunch of fishermen that couldn't get the nets on the right side of the boat right so that's super mindful of that and when he they blew it he didn't call them screw-ups yeah. He called them rocks. Yeah. They said, like, you're a rock at the time that Peter wasn't a rock at all. He wasn't exhibiting those kind of characteristics. Right. But he saw who they were becoming, and what I'm trying to do is a little bit of that. Just wow. see who people are turning into.
0: Okay, so I gotta ask, and I don't know if you're gonna wear this tonight on stage, but you're wearing a Boston Red Sox cap. Oh yeah, all day which long. I've heard you tell the story but that's kind of a big deal out here because the Red Sox beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Oh, is that so, true? Yeah, so they're, <laughs> they're really not over it yet. So <laughs> tell us why you that's wear cute. the Red Sox hat. Could yeah,
1: I-, I wear this Red Sox hat because it's my neighbor Carol's Red Sox hat. Uh, she uh, got cancer and we knew she'd start dancing with Jesus by the end of the week. And so we made a deal that I'd wear her Red Sox hat for the rest of my life but in exchange, every time Jesus walks by her, she needs to mention my name. Because <laughs> like, there's a person that said, I knew you not. <laughs> so I go to New York and they hiss at me because they're oh, evidently rooting for the other team. And if they knew I was wearing my dead neighbor's hat, they'd feel so bad. Yeah. And it's a great moment of pause, even to your point about difficult people, to just get to know the other person under the hat. Maybe they're trying to protect Jesus because they uh, have... Had life experiences that were they weren't protected, and so right. they were trying to help Jesus in a way that they weren't didn't feel helped by right. a neighbor in a time. So instead of assuming that they're uh, jerks, just just assume they're just as insecure as me. They're just right. evidencing it in a little bit different way. They're right. evidencing it in a little bit more thorny mm. way. And what it'll take is, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, for young men that. Uh, evidence a lot of that. It's just a, uh, a woman that loves God and loves them mm. and to, to let them know in a way that I couldn't, this isn't working. Right. Right. <laughs> it ain't working for me and it ain't working for anybody around you. Right. But I'm not going to be the one that'll change them. And so I just try to uh, wonder who they'll turn into. Mm. <laughs> That's a great way to look <laughs> Maybe you will become the president yeah. someday. <laughs> And I just think that people, uh, when they're insecure, some yeah. people just come off as mean as a rattlesnake,
0: right.
1: uh, and other people get really shy when they're insecure. Right. And so other times people start spouting Bible verses when they're insecure. Right. So to just be with people and just try to enjoy them, but there'll be some people in your grill that you just don't need to do that. There's mm-hmm. actually a guy on my drive up here It was, Ed called and I answer all the calls I get and he wanted to say something and uh, kept interrupting me, which is fine, but that actually isn't my favorite thing. And I said, you know, that kind of tenacity might work really well in some contexts, it's just not working well in this context. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you need to just not do that. Um, Or here's my email, then you can send an email and there's no possibility you'll interrupt me. (laughs) Because I'll read it and respond, I won't interrupt you. Cause, but I, I don't have fights with people. I literally, the only time I raise my voice is when I'm yodeling. And I've never yodeled. So,
0: <laughs> so we've yet to hear it.
1: So that's it. So what if we're known for our love? Right. Um, we're just known. Tell me about that guy. Tell me about this one. Tell me about that one. Say, oh, that was a really loving guy. And we each get to decide, jump out of bed every day and say, what do you want to be known for?
0: There's There's got to be experiences where you have led with love and... To your point, it hasn't been received well. Oh, totally. How do you respond to that? Well, actually,
1: I'm just uh, wonderfully interested and amazed. There's actually a a big denomination that gets together once a year. (laughs) has a vote about who they don't like and, and so they asked me to come and speak at their thing i'm like oh my gosh i'm totally in and so i got there and i asked somebody who i actually knew i said are these guys gonna hate me they leaned over this they said they're gonna hate you
0: <laughs> and they
1: did it was a train wreck but there's something actually really beautiful like if we just love the people that are easy to love, there's nothing wrong with them. I'm the mm-hmm. guy that it was insecure enough to know like how will they like me? Mm-hmm. Well like is that the standard? And mm-hmm. I just wanted to have the guts and uh, develop the kind of character that would go into a difficult circumstance and and to say Uh, A truth as best I could uh, Mm -hmm. uh, with a group of people I knew in advance uh, wouldn't uh, warm up to me. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: And so that's okay. Yeah, But I didn't go there to teach them anything, I I, I went to learn. And I think those are the difference, if you have people that uh, get on your stage and they come to teach. I would give that a quarter of a twist and say, what if you come to learn huh. and you happen to be up in front, but you came to learn, I got to meet your daughter.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I got to found, find out about her passions. Yeah. Like, and so if we're the ones that are leaning in, saying we got a, a little bit of time here on earth, I don't know how much that is, but man, I just want to learn because actually at 14 years old, you're gonna be the one that's gonna be leading us young lady. Mm-hmm. You're a woman of virtue. And if we start seeing that, not just blowing sunshine at each other, but just start seeing that in each other, now we got a ball game. Mm-hmm. We have women that are raising their voices, they're strong and and not this whole idea of empowered either. It sounds like I've got the power and I need to empower you. I think I just need to get out of your way.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if you men are bristling at that, you're insecure. <laughs> you need to actually take these uh, young men and young women and just right. get out of their way and just say, like, you got it. Right. Uh, and. And if we can just be genuinely curious and about, wow, who's God turning you into and the person that's difficult and all that, now we have an opportunity to live out these things. And here's the deal, we're going to get constantly misunderstood. Right. I mean, they killed Jesus, Right. Uh, but and, and they'll be misunderstanding me and you. The first time somebody wrote a newspaper article about what we were doing, I was so un- un- unwarrantly pr- proud. And, and so they did this big article, and I read it in the paper, and it said, Bob Goff, Eliminating Justice Wherever It Exists. <laughs> oh, I think we missed that. It's like eliminating injustice, right? <laughs> But there was something that was so humbling. I was so puffed up and uh, right. proud as I should not have been. There was just something beautiful, and God will take you down a notch. Right. Uh, the the people that He actually wants to use.
0: You mentioned it before we went on the air here, your enneagram number is a seven. Oh, flaming seven, which tends to put a, a positive spin on everything. Oh, everything. So, are there insecurities you deal with? Oh, I'm are, are totally.
1: The, I am. I ins- you, I'm you're six you're foot four. 220 pounds of pure insecure isn't that crazy (laughs) so for
0: all of our insecure listeners what would you say to them to be able to get over? oh welcome (laughs) come on in the water but learn how to deal with your
1: insecurity uh instead of just replacing it with enthusiasm which makes for a terrific mask uh, but instead, replace it with authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so if you're insecure, find your, your way to more authenticity mm-hmm. in relationships and conversations. Don't go, uh, don't go to just the uh, laughter. And you can actually be, I'm a fun guy, right? Yeah. I'm just, just an optimistic, fun guy that's completely insecure, totally desperate for Jesus to help me deal with that. And what I'm longing to do is to replace that with authentic relationships.
0: Let's talk about Jesus for a minute. What what are you learning about him now that you didn't know five years ago?
1: Well, you know, I'm learning most of the things directly from the scriptures. Right. That's what I'm going to. Everybody's got an opinion. They're like ears. Everybody's got a couple, um, and so I'm not just going to the group think. And yeah. I'm not. Uh, there's people that you know. They're pick the big social issue of the day. That's their. Custer's last stand, they're going to help Jesus out on that. And I'm just seeing uh, in Scripture, in John, like that Jesus came filled with grace and truth. It wasn't 50% of each, it was 100% of both, but it was grace first. And so I would say one of the things I'm trying to do is to just realize that everybody isn't in the same place I am, nor should they be, uh, and they're not learning the things I'm learning right now. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody... If their big issue is you know whatever, uh, they they want to talk about that and like mm-hmm. what's your big what's your position on that? I'm like I don't know humble. Yeah. Um, what's your position on the next big issue? I'm like I don't yeah. know humble. Like, I'm thinking about little girls. I've got a ten year old girl who's pregnant in our safe house in Mogadishu, Somalia. I didn't even think that was possible. Uh, but that is a big issue for me. And so when somebody talks about another issue, I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It isn't like your issue doesn't matter. It's just a different issue than the one I'm thinking about right, right. now. And so we need to uh, not make everybody the same, this idea in John 17, that we would be one. Mm. It uh, Oneness doesn't mean sameness. Right. One means like, like-minded with our eyes fixed on Jesus, Hebrews 12, like just like, running the course set before us with endurance eyes fixed on him right and sometimes if we're watching everybody else your eyes won't be fixed on him because you're trying to correct everybody else's paper right I should keep your eyes on your own paper yeah. to say what? it works in high school and it works now like that whole idea to just say I don't know what it's got up to and um, in your life, what's the big issue in your life, and check it against Scripture. I don't have quiet times. I've spent 20 years since I had my last one. Mine are super loud. What I'll do is take everything I'm learning from your daughter, from the people I meet today, and I'll just check it against Scripture. Yeah. And I'll say, is there anything about cakes in Scripture? Can you think? There's a lot of love about unleavened bread that makes it for a lousy cake, but it makes for okay bread, I suppose. So I would literally just. Checks it because I'm curious. Yeah. I would say one of the attributes I'd love to see developed within our faith community is just massive curiosity. Mm. Did you know a banana is a berry and a strawberry isn't? <laughs> Mind blown. Is that right? It's really true. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you said, what does that have to do with the gospel? I'd say everything. Because if you're curious about the environment you live in, you'll be actually curious about the faith that you profess. Wow. Um, I want to be that guy. I want to be yeah. curious about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Who was thinking what? Where were they? But uh, the fact is, I don't care how many boats are floating in the Sea of Galilee, and I don't care that there's four words for love in Greek. What I want to know is, like, tell me about somebody who loved you really well, and I'll remember that for a decade. I won't even walk out the church building and remember the Greek words, yeah. uh, but the like the concept of love. Look, well that's Matthew 13. It says Jesus never spoke to anybody without telling him a story. That's why when we get together and talk, I just tell stories cuz that was the that's right up there with uh, you know our father. Like this is how to pray, and right. he says this is how to talk about the gospel. And it comes from Matthew 16, this whole idea that flesh and blood doesn't reveal it to us, but the spirit and the stories are what let people intersect that with their faith experiences. So behind a veneer of like happy and whatever and balloons Mm -hmm. and all that, one of the attributes of a seven, total strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would say, uh, whether you're into the Enneagram or not, Mm -hmm. like have a message, know what your message is, and and know why you're doing what you're doing get real with it that's driven a little bit by insecurity, right. but I want this to be driven even more by a focused attention to Jesus. What does His word say? I'm going back to that, because right. I don't want people to meet my opinions. I want them to meet Jesus Christ.
0: Right, okay, last question. Yeah, uh, Maybe last question. Uh, Justice, mercy, humility. You have, from your stories and from meeting uh, your son, uh, I have picked up on that your kids have picked up on these qualities. How did you and Sweet Maria create a culture of this is what we're about? We
1: just got out of their way. I'd love to take a bunch of bows because I'm insecure. I'd love to say that you know I just we just nailed it like a boss. Uh-huh. But the fact is, when they were under our roof, they were quarreling all the time. My boys were at each other. I, mean, I was hiding all the sharp objects. <laughs> I thought they were gonna off each other. And then they all grew up and they went to college. They're best buddies. Yeah. I know where they are right now, together. Because that's where they were yesterday and that's where they'll be tomorrow. Right. Uh, so I cannot, truth be known, take any credit for that. Hmm. What uh, we did very intentionally is have lots of adventures that we are going on it didn't have to be involve an airplane it can involve a paper cup it can involve a treasure map. it can involve mm-hmm. you know a post office box. Uh, you can they like, do experiments and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know putting like uh, a mento in the uh, oh, yeah. uh, the soda pop that, that's for rookies. Yeah. Get some dry ice. You go put a little bit of water in a, a bottle full of dry ice, put the cap on it, run.
0: <laughs>
1: most of my kids spend most of their youth with no eyebrows because like things were like blowing up and going off. So, And then it uh, the adventure continues. I just had my 60th, and uh, you know what I did on my birthday? I got a dirt bike. Oh, my God. I'm oh. learning how to jump it. Oh. I, I've gone 30 feet so far. Here's the problem. The bike's only gone 20. we <laughs> <laughs> went right over the handlebars. But I did it with my boys and they (laughs) were there to like pick up the pieces. And there's Uh something about that adventurous spirit. Go get some popsicles and figure out what to do with that. Uh, You can get some of those little peeps and put them in the microwave and uh, see what happens. Like that idea of being just curious. And then you'll be curious about your faith. You'll be curious about the people that creep you out. You just get, instead of making it all about you, you just realize it's this, huge welcoming world right. uh, with some people that are easy to get along with with but right. more that aren't easy to get along with right. and one of the crazy part is if you're listening you're one of the people that aren't easy to get along with
0: <laughs> <laughs> we always assume it's everybody else.
1: Isn't that crazy? Because I realize I'm that guy. Yep. Like I'm not for everybody. Even some of your listeners are like whatever. Yep. Right? And that's so okay. Just say be authentically who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. Live into that. Know why you're doing what you're doing. And now we got a ball game. Right. And everybody just do your thing. But to do it in the context of the church, that's what Jesus picked. I would have picked somebody else. Yeah. But he said, That's my bride and so I'm going with it.
0: Yeah. Okay, this is the last question. You mentioned before we started that you teach a class at Pepperdine and you try to teach on failures. Yes. Because everybody talks about successes. Give me a latest failure, something you're learning from.
1: Oh, epic fails. Like, well, you know my house burned to the ground. (laughs) That was a bummer. Uh, With everything I treasured in it, too. Um, I think one of the things that has happened uh, so many times is that I'll try something uh, with some people and I, I just believe the best in them and then it just gets really wonky. So we've had some setbacks in Iraq uh, that there's a lot of transition going on in the country. I have witch doctor schools. Um, We don't teach them how to be witch doctors, they already know. We teach them how to read and write. And the only books they have are the Bible uh, and Love Does. And wow. there's something beautiful as they're learning. If you look at the cover to everybody always, it looks like a bunch of balloons. That's the fingerprints of 250 witch doctors, the creepiest people I've ever met. Now, if you deal with really creepy people, you're going to get some on you. <laughs> wow. And I've had a couple setbacks because I've surrounded myself on purpose with creepy people yeah. and people that yeah. are misunderstood in society and uh, that, that uh, makes people angsty, but I'm the least angsty guy. I just want to be Switzerland. Uh-huh. Like give me a bar of chocolate and a bobsled. Uh-huh. But I would say there's a reason behind that. I'm an advocate. I've never lost a case and it's not because I'm an awesome lawyer. I'm a great picker. Oh. And uh, if we could develop that kind of, uh, attribute, just pick your fights. And mm. most of them, it's not picking the fights to win. It's picking the fights to lose and the right ones to lose are most of them. Mm. And that that's what humble people do. Right. They actually say like, dude, I, I care more about like who you are than this position that you're taking right now. Because I know your position is going to change because you're actually flat wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need to tell them. I <laughs> just say like, just give it a little while. <laughs> right. Give it some time. Bro. Yeah. And I think that's the uh, where I'm learning the most. And, just, and it'll be failures with uh, the people that you love the most. Sweet Maria Goff. I remember her telling me, that um, I was like had been for this and this and this and this and this and she came back and with a bunch of tears in her eyes she says I just feel like you picked everybody on earth except me and I hear that from somebody that you're like the love does guy to have his wife feeling like you just abandoned her for everybody else man that's a setback with Fortunately, what comes with that is a bunch of grace. Right. And if, we could, if I could demonstrate half the grace with her that she demonstrates with me, now you'd really have something. So I would say to your listeners, you want to do something awesome, go do justice, show mercy and humility at your home. Yeah. Go, go start there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, don't wait to spread it around until you get it right there, because you won't get it right there. Uh, but I would start there. Uh, and to say, let me, like kind of like rings on a tree, go in concentric circles out from there. But if you're doing it in ring number four and you're not doing it in ring number one, which is under your own roof, it's uh, 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 Exodus nine, I think. No, Numbers nine. And it's the cloud of God. And wherever the cloud of God was, the people of God were. And when the cloud moved, they moved. And when the cloud stayed, it said they'd stay for two days, two months, or a year. And if your cloud, if you're following Jesus, isn't over your home, you're following the wrong cloud. And so you can go do the things I do. But I was in uh, Nebraska yesterday. I flew home for supper. Now I'm here. I'm going to go home after uh, one more stop. Just like that idea, just keep running home. And then do some justice there. But justice doesn't mean like we're the boss and like we're the referee calling flags on everybody. Do justice in your own life. Uh, justice is fairness, it's it's a, it's a universal uh, rightness about what you're doing. It's like that the equation balances. And the thing that balances in the middle is Jesus. And to say, so not to uh, have uh, coming at people with swords, but to give, give them hugs. Mm-hmm. Because that's the best advice I've ever gotten, was a hug. <laughs> and And that's where it happens, if we can make that happen, in our communities with the people that love us and then branch out to a couple other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do it with kindness. Yeah. Everything, is kind of... First Peter, uh, always be ready to make a defense for the hope that's within you, but to do it with kindness and respect. Mm-hmm. Everybody's big on the A part of that yeah, verse the and they forget the yeah. B part of that.
0: So good. Bob, <laughs> oh, this has been fantastic. Thank hey, you Hey, thanks here. for letting
1: me come and have a talk. And the highlight was meeting your daughter. Thank you. I'm not just saying this. You're a woman that's going to do great things, and I just hope that you'll keep leading us with love. Because I'm telling you, you're good at it already. So keep it up. Yes,
0: we'll get you a cake too.
1: Yes, come on.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. I hope that was as beneficial to you as it was to me, and please share that with somebody else. Just pass that along to someone and let them be encouraged by Bob as well. And next week we get a uh, extended interview with Brian Head Welch from Corn and even if you don't even know who he is or who the band Corn is, I think you're going to be uh, really inspired by his journey as somebody who was in the heavy metal industry, uh, new heavy metal I think is what they refer to it as, and uh, deeply addicted to uh, methamphetamines and a variety of other uh, substances and not only got clean but quit the band and then came back to the band and just his understanding of mercy through that whole process is really fascinating. So you're definitely going to want to, to listen to that. So make sure you subscribe or uh, check it out next week, and we will talk to you then.